This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I had a slightly bigger breakfast bar than usual this morning, so I'm riding on an insane high. And to compact that, I have a wonderful guest with me today. A very funny writer, comedian, just general funny person about town, Louis Bertel. Uh co-host of Keep It. That's true. Wonderful podcast that's worth checking out. Writer on Jimmy Kimmel Live. That's he does right. all kinds of things. I'm the new Bridger there. You, you, you I re- took my place. You ever seen the movie uh, Rebecca? Like, you're like you're, you're Rebecca. Like, <laughs> I like, haven't seen it, but I would love to Bridger be. Bridger used to sit there. <laughs> he was ravishing. I am. Wait, so is Rebecca the person who's uh, the She's taken over, or does Rebecca take over? Rebecca is the one who, she's never in the movie, so she used to live there, and we're constantly hearing tales of Rebecca. Oh, beautiful. And I'm like the trembling newcomer. And as you should be, you're sitting there with Bess Cow. Right. And who uh, had a baby, so I I haven't seen her in a while. She's been gone for a minute. Um, No, Lewis, you're just, I mean, I just have to say you're terrific. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're on Twitter, and I think a lot of people on Twitter are commenting on current events, pop culture, to zero success. Sure. I would say 99.9% <laughs> of people. You're one person who does this in a very nice, tidy way. Uh, it feels, to me, feels like you're in a traffic chopper, kind of just overlooking pop culture and just observing things for us. Oh, and, that's so beautiful. Um, Thank you. No, uh, so people need to check that out. But you're... I don't understand how you manage to keep kind of a distance from it. You don't get too emotional about it, but manage to still be very funny. Yeah. Well, I think it helps that, I mean, the bottom line is it, it, it pop culture is just constantly on my mind. Like, I, I need some place to displace thinking about it. Sure. And I also have, a, not kidding, probably undiagnosed ADD. So <laughs> I like them in just serrated tweets. Like, I don't like sure. thinking about something any longer than a tweet, basically. Okay. I'm like a product of this generation, et cetera. Well, and these sort of things don't usually don't require more than two or three sentences correct it's satisfying like i feel like i've gotten to the complete end of uh of a thought of, of a, a think piece if you will uh, of course by the time like the 200th character rolls around totally I, I i recurring theme i think that's bubbling up on this podcast is that i may be the exact opposite of this where i feel 
wildly out of touch with everything. I, if you're the traffic chopper pop culture person, I'm the. What was that? The uh, East Pond Hermit. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember this? Occasionally, I feel like I'm breaking into someone's house and kind of seeing what's going on, and then going back into the woods. Well, I feel like you you are. Um slightly bewildered by everything but i also feel like you know everything oh i certainly don't know everything like I, like if but, i if i brought up a tv show you'd be like oh yeah with that actress and that actor oh my god no really? I, I wouldn't be able to name the actresses that's a hundred but i cannot i have to i truly have to sit down once i i find an, an actor or actress that i enjoy i sit down and study their name to commit it to memory <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> Some of my absolute favorite celebrities and actors, I will not be able to recall. Their That's name. My so one room schoolhouse. So yeah. yes. <laughs> like going through the vowels and consonants it's in their name. It's truly that. Um, and your, I mean, your memory is obviously a fully different thing. Your your capacity to hold trivia in your mind is insane. Uh, yes. Uh, but now I'm, I'm 33 now, and if most Jeopardy contestants, it's been discovered, peak at about 28, 29. That's oh, you're like the kidding. median age, and that's when I was on the show. Okay. And so now I truly feel like I'm in constant, uh, uh, I could constantly lose it at any moment. So I wow, feel like I have to maintain it. it's going to slip away. How do you maintain it? I mean, I'm constantly reading trivia. If, like uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, we write jokes every morning. Before then, I will usually read one or two Jeopardy boards. Wow, yeah, this is incredible! Wakes me up. Yeah. Have you learned anything interesting recently? Oh God! No, I mean, to me, most of trivia is relearning things and and reaffirming it in your brain. Okay. So, uh, is there anything I'm thinking about recently? I was just thinking about how no one talks about REM anymore. Is oh, that relevant to you? Wait, are we talking about REM, the band? The band. Of, yeah. Well, Michael Stipe has tried to uh relaunch some sort of solo career recently and it feels like that didn't happen yeah no but it just it's one of those things like um uh, sort of like uh, conan o'brien in the 90s where it was there was for a certain demographic it was all they talked about and like mm-hmm. it was like the brand new comedy. and now in a way it just it, it we've lost it oh absolutely <laughs> you lost know. it uh, going back to Michael Stipe, I I do think a few weeks ago I was having breakfast at a restaurant and saw someone who could have been Michael Stipe, uh, Maybe, Moby, Moby, uh, essentially any bald David Cross, yeah, bald man. Not no, not David Cross. That's un- <laughs> I think that's unfair to Michael Stipe and Moby. But, well, no, Moby's not a good-looking person. Michael Stipe handsome enough yeah and he has a dreamy melancholy in his yeah. eyes yeah but who other famous bald men could have possibly been it was so it, not jk simmons i mean it's not jk i would know jk simmons yeah i would know uh sinead o'connor who sinead I o'connor yes, I, yes i'm wearing a sinead shirt wasn't today sinead. yes so i don't know there was but you're sure it was a famous person it was or someone from a dream okay <laughs> someone that i had seen in a vision uh but it was it, it haunted me for at least two hours after breakfast. Yeah. So, you know, it really had an impact on me. And now we're talking about it months later. <laughs> and we're talking, I mean, we're bringing REM back. I, I, mean, I would uh, hope so. Single-handedly just bringing this band back on into the uh, zeitgeist. No, I mean, I hate to think that there are things like forgotten queer history that only occurred like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, of but course. But I'm happy to bring it back forcefully here. Uh, um, are you an REM fan? Yes, I was... I mean, that was like the one band I was ever into. I, oh, interesting. For a long time, I didn't understand that men made music. Yeah, I thought course. it was like a female solo artist <laughs> thing we all agreed we loved. Of course. But of I course. had one band I was into, and that and was Aria. Interesting. 
I uh, something I've been thinking about recently. I I actually have the opposite experience of because I think largely due to the fact that I was closeted for fifty years. Um, <laughs> You're in your late nineties. Yes, now. I'm. Yeah. Not, I just turned ninety six, and I feel <laughs> so sprightly and new. Um, no, I I listen to largely male driven music mm -hmm. which i still appreciate and whatever but in the last maybe five appreciate is exactly the word i would pick for it too <laughs> i respect what it is not my thing not Thank your you, thing yeah. yes um but i've like i've now turned a big corner where i'm listening to much more female centric music i'm, I'm just balancing the scales but something i was thinking about strictly with pop music is i have zero uh, absolutely zero patience for a male voice in like mainstream pop music. Oh, absolutely. It makes no sense. It, why doesn't it make sense? Why are we so tolerant of, or like, we love to hear a female singer on a pop song? Yeah. But like, uh, who are we even talking about? Ed Sheeran? What? Uh, I know, no, like Sam Smith. Like, it's I, I, I don't believe you're yearning. No. Oh, absolutely not. It you're just a man. Feels... You get whatever you want. <laughs> yes. Women have to fight. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Uh, because. I mean, I could name multiple, and I'm not, I'm not a big pop music listener, but if I'm going to listen to it, it will be a woman singing. Yeah. And I c could not tell you a man singing a pop song that I like. Yeah. No, please. What was the last good m male sung I know, pop I'm, song? I mean, Prince. I mean, I don't know what the yeah, answer well, is. But Prince doesn't really, and it's not really in that pop. category. It's exactly. R&B or rock mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, everybody I'm going back to. They are all like R&B singers or... And it doesn't even have to be about like a, a virtuosic voice. I mean, there's something even about a Dua Lipa where it's like, oh, I believe your gurgly just woke up from a nap voice. Oh, yeah, Speaks to me more than whatever the fuck Ed Sheeran has done. Yes. Or, I mean, Carly Rae Jepsen, she's no singer. Please. Oh, no. She, no, she's a, a hard bob. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. No, if I could judge a reality competition, it'd be called the hardest bob. The hardest bob. I would sit across from the bobs and rank them. Who's not, would Carly be number one? Uh, well, I mean, she would have to, her bob would have to get a little bit more parenthetical okay, shaped yes. for me to really be obsessed with it. Well, then who's number one? God, I mean, it would have to be a, a vintage bob. It would oh, have to be like, okay, a, sure. you know, a, a Lee Grant or who Who else was in that universe? Of, uh, people who are on Match Game 77. <laughs> so, if you know who Joyce Bolafont is, you got to look that up. <laughs> Absolutely lost. But... Anyway, sorry. I mean, speaking of losing people, there's something I want to talk about. We're going to diverge for a minute because this is something truly only I can speak to you about. Okay. And this is when the podcast loses every listener. Okay, great. Recently, I had a shocking kind of something that shifted hugely in my life. For years, I've been talking about how much I love the actor Orson Bean. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. You just, you match game actors. Yes. Orson Married to Bean. Allie Mills from The Wonder Years. He's who I want to age into as a senior citizen. Yes. Kind of a, you know, just a slight magic to him. Kind of, I, I don't, can't quite pin it, but I was watching Magnolia, the movie. Of course. Watching and loving it. Get to an actor who I has. Henry Gibson. Do yeah. you know Henry Gibson? Wait, in Magnolia, is he... Who is he He's in Magnolia? He's an old man. He's at the bar. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. I... For... My entire life, I've been confusing these two actors. I've thought both of them were Orson Bean. Oh, I see. And things have now shifted in a huge way. I guess I like Orson Bean and Henry Gibson. Uh, Henry Gibson well, that's is lucky. in... I'm very lucky. I feel very fortunate and blessed, and things have just kind of come to me in a way that uh, has improved my life. But uh, Henry Gibson 
incredible role in the movie Inner Space. He Which plays, I've never seen. I, that's Martin Short, right? Yes, uh, Martin uh-huh. Short. There's a grocery store scene where Martin Short is like, uh, he's is ringing things up and they end up, he's like the shampoo is like $900 and all this he's having a mental breakdown right. his manager is played by Henry Gibson this is truly the audience of this podcast is destroying their phone right <laughs> no <now>. here's <laughs> throwing he, it into a pond as a podcast veteran i have to tell you you actually just have to power through your niche interests and then just to act like they should have known anyway they sh- that's a good that's a good trick well and i also want people to look up these two actors and tell me why was i so confused why did i meld them in my mind yeah no i and i think that's fair i mean just i mean for instance in the 80s there was a time when we had both kate bush yes and the actress mary steenburgen and just if oh, you didn't mix them up were, were are we the same species i'm not mixing these two women up are you kidding me they look very oh, similar physically to me. but and then I you mean, throw like in the... uh, uh uh mary elizabeth master antonio it's like the same <laughs> mousy mom vibe but uh, listen very different i mean what they're doing is full your mary Steenburgen isn't out like dancing on the heath no correct no she's not lost in a fog no she's not whirling in a bog no i mean i'd love to see that <laughs> but if if you let's say you put both those names into a google image search and then started flipping through them could you switch them back and oh, forth oh it's a good optometrist i feel like that's <laughs> the next test in an optometrist office the backwards e is out <laughs> yeah yes. which one of these women is kate, women is kate bush um Okay, well, I I hope people will look that up, and I, I maybe I've done too much thinking about what I want to look like as like a seventy five plus man. Oh, I, I okay. think that's part of my, the problem here. By the way, what was your takeaway from seeing Magnolia again? I haven't seen it since ninety nine. I'm a huge look. You know, I'm a huge Amy Mann fan. She's the best. She does the theme song for this show. No, she doesn't. She certainly does. What's the theme? She wrote it. No, she did it. She did. Oh, I'm so angry at myself. That's well, so amazing. <laughs> Hi, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> She's the the all time best. But uh, she, I mean, the movie's great. It's like I think I had forgotten that it may be his most pretentious movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's. I mean, truly. I mean, it's like a, a movie that you just. It's like you finish and you're like, oh, now write your paper. Yeah. Exactly. Tell yeah. us what it's this homework. Means. The movie. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very funny. It's. Um, too long oh it's like years long i it's i think truly three hours long which is i I broke it down into i think probably a four-day watch which uh is what i need to do these days but i i enjoyed it everybody and it's really great and it's like wild and insane i always feel like nobody talks about the kid in the game show in that movie which is uh, obviously what spoke to me the most yeah of course that was i was that kid yes yeah was Jeopardy is Jeopardy the only game show you've been on? I've been on uh, three game shows. Okay. I, last year I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, what? Isn't that wild? And then I was on. It was right when I started at Jimmy Kimmel too. Wait, this does sound familiar to me. How much did you win on? Just it? like thirty grand. Okay, and what? Uh, how did you fail? Uh, g- good question. Uh, the threshold amount is 50, 50 grand, whereas if you get to that level, you get that no matter what. Okay. So I stopped before then. Okay. I took what I had and left. And it was oh. Like, yeah. And I I knew every question up until then, used no... I, I think I did use a, a the audience lifeline. But anyway, I knew all of them up to that point. Right. And then I had no clue and brought my ingenious phone-a-friend person. Uh, now you don't call somebody, you bring them to the studio. Okay. But anyway. They couldn't afford... And he didn't know it either. Wow. What was the question? It was... Uh, Ossitation, O-S-C-I-T-A-T-I-O-N, okay. is another word for what? And the options were, let's see here, blinking, 
Okay. Yawning. All right. Salivating. Okay. Or sneezing. I'm going to say yawning. It was yawning. Yes. Oh. Would you have would you have gone for it? Oh, absolutely not. I'm not a gambling man. I mean, by the way, didn't know if I was a gambling man. Uh, well, and then you I find out in a big there, way. You got it. You've got it. I was standing there and I was like, how terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's that feeling of realizing you can lose a ton of money on a slot machine in like oh, three pulls. And you know. that would ruin the rest of the year for me. Yeah. I would just think about that for the rest of my life. So I think you made the right choice here. Yeah. And also, it, it may as well have been one of the other choices. I have no... Of course. It's not like it was purely, I learned I some tidbit about it that makes it all make sense mm-hmm. afterwards, you know. Were you leaning towards yawning? Yeah. The So w- when I was, I called my phone a phone person on stage and we were talking about it and he was like, you should go for that. But we didn't have a concrete reason why. Right. Later, he had a brilliant insight, which was... Oh, we, we used the 50-50, so okay. it was down to salivating and yawning. Right. And he goes, salivating is already definitely the technical word for what that is, whereas yawning... Yeah, yawning feels Like too, onomatopoeia, yeah, totally. of, you know, so that would have been... That's a good point, Yeah, but I think you made the right choice there. And I also think that, yeah, had you made it to the next round, things would have fallen apart in an even bigger way, I That's think. true, yeah. <laughs> Because I think you're shaky at that point. You're like, I've dodged a bullet, and then it just throws everything off. And also, the host of the show is is, uh, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor now. And let me tell you something. It's not like he's intimidating, Mm -hmm. but he is... He, he, there's a disappointment in his eyes. And oh, I, wow. And I felt I was up against that the whole time, too. Interesting. A disappointment in just like... I think one... He's like, you're not going to blow my mind with your abilities. He's, you know, this is like an easy check for him. He does like seven games in a row. Right. He's, back to he's not even listening to what's going on. Correct. He's thinking about something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, game show host, like one of the most cynical parts of the species. Oh, you know of what course, I mean? of course. And um, so, in a way, I was happy not to completely mess up in front of him because people do that all the time, right? And I didn't want to be in the ranks, uh, quoth Amy Man, of the freaks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. You've been on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. Who Wants to be, be a Millionaire? And I was on another show called The Chase, which is a British game show that came here uh, for two seasons where you and a team of two other people face off against a British trivia expert. Right. And if you survive and make it to the final round, you go head to head with him and whoever gets the most questions wins. How did that go for you? I won $38,000 on that. <laughs> Just turn this into the career. I don't understand I why know. you're doing anything else. But like there are people who win like whatever, 250 grand on a game show. Right. So I feel a little bit like a, a a third tier game show veteran. What's your thought on Price is Right? Occasionally, I will still check in. Actually, just watched a clip from The Price Is Right yesterday. Okay, uh, consistent. Okay, I have, I have a friend who came up with a game on The Price Is Right, and I do think that's like a towering a accompli- accomplishment. Yeah, what is the game? It's called Half Off. You basically there are six. I think you have to. There are sixteen gifts. Okay. Speaking of, oh yeah, you. here we go. And uh, if you get enough questions right. You eliminate half the gifts, and then you're down to four, and down to two, and only one is the correct one. Oh, so it's okay. like it's like a guessing game, anyway. Sure. Uh, do you have any interest in being on Prices Right? No, because I don't like winning prizes. Oh, okay. You wouldn't want a little camper, a uh, new barbecue. Nothing about me is jet Can skiing. Can I uh, dinette set? Yeah, a, a dinette. What a great '80s word. Dinette is truly one of the most beautiful words. Any, I mean, adding "et" to 
Virtually anything is very, very good. And is it different than a dining room set? Or is it just dinette is the adjective for dining? I think it's the same thing. Okay. I, as far as I know, I mean, I'm no expert, but... Uh, dinette also seems like maybe like the name of a secretary of in Of course. Dinette, get in here now. <laughs> I need to talk to, di- to Dinette. Dinette. What are some... Uh, I feel like there are some other words. E-T-T-E is a great... Like it's Suzette. Very, yeah. Suzette... Uh, I'm absolutely my memory is immediately failing here, but uh, at, let's add at to everything. Gift at. I miss it. Yeah. Lewis at Bridger at. Oh, yeah. Louette. Louette. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Um, speaking, I mean, going back to length of movies last night, uh, I saw a movie that was 87 minutes long. That's what I'm talking about. Gretel and Hansel. What is that? This is a dark fantasy film uh, that. Obviously, somebody saw The Witch okay, and decided they were going to tr- give it a shot with Hansel and Gretel. Oh, is um is Jeremy Renner in this? No. No, but he did some this other movie made Hansel me think, and Gretel oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hansel yeah. and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Correct. Yes, yeah. Which I think was also a January release, which is never a good sign for anyone. That's always my... The list of movies that are in theaters right now as we take this are LOL. It's just bleak. Absolutely bleak. Uh, yeah, this movie was insane uh did remind did make me think why uh, no one's ever actually been named gretel no oh no 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 no. but i think not here let's give it a shot gretel's uh i was wondering like gretel gerwig oh that's yeah. a different person altogether oh yeah she's haunting she doing? she's yeah. haunting to me she's kind of like just on a mossy log or <laughs> something like that. i have a friend uh my best friend in la andrew and most of our relationship is texting either dead references or dead names to each other mm-hmm. like i'll just get a text from him that says jill <laughs> Like, nobody's named Jill anymore. Oh, yeah, Jill. <laughs> Naming a baby Jill. Yeah. Jillian. Jill. I like this. I like the, uh, how it feels to say Jill. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, it's so easy to say with contempt. Like, right. Jill. Jill. Yeah. It reminds You're me. You're in the boardroom when you say the word Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Jill and Dinette. Yeah. I need you both oh, in my Dinette office. works for Jill. Yes, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite word is Tylenol. And Jill feels very Tylenol adjacent to me. I don't know why. Wait, can you discuss that? I just love the word Tylenol. There's something about the way. What is it? What is it? It's very nice. It's like very soothing or something. It like starts a little hard enough and then soft, but not not too soft. I don't know. It's a beautiful person's name too. Tylenol. Yeah. (laughs) Tylenol. (laughs) Mother of Dinette. Yeah. (laughs) Tylenol's lived on this plantation for 50 years. (laughs) So, okay. So the Oscars are behind us. The Grammys are behind us. Uh We're obviously getting ready for the Teen Choice Awards. (laughs) My surfboard is in hand. Yes. Yes. I know. I'm curious because I think you have some level of appreciation for award shows. And very obsessive, yes. I'm curious as to how you rank them, because I think, in my opinion, they're all horrible. Yeah, right. But in varying degrees. And I want you to, before I name my, what I think is the worst, I want to hear what you think is. Out of the ones that are... The EGOT ones? Yes. Okay. Um, well, if we're talking about watchability, are you talking about nobility of the award i think about just general credibility respectability got it do the the one that usually gets it the most right the one that usually gets almost everything wrong if okay on that metric ranking those i think the ones that mostly get it right are the tonys okay sure then the emmys because 
usually you just have to watch a single episode and people will actually do that yeah i think and it's also hard to deny like if word of mouth builds about a great performance on a tv show right. you know what i mean like you're never it's never going to be like was that person good? Let's give them an Emmy. Whereas I feel like with Oscar performances, you can take a wild swing and fully only 40% of people like it. And then you'll still get the Oscar because people oh, defended it enough. Okay. I'm talking about like a Kate Blanchett in The Aviator or right. Renee Zellweger in Cold Mountain type thing. Right, right. Like, would that win the Emmy? Probably not. You but know? with the Oscars, you've got a whole different playing field. Right, right, right. Okay, so Tony's Yeah, and then Emmys. I say Oscars is third. And then there's this whole scandal about the Grammys and how potentially the big categories are rigged based on who can show up or who's going to... Of course. Yeah. That's not a scandal to me. That's just what's been happening the entire... I mean, it's the worst, the also, absolute worst show. And also, everybody has too many Grammys, is my thing. Right. There's too many categories. You're telling me like you're excited to win a Grammy for rap song collaboration. <laughs> Do you like listen to the radio and you're like, oh, what a great rap song collaboration? Every time. Yeah. I'm like, that's I turn on the radio and I'm looking for these. I'm like, when am I going to get that next rap song collaboration? Yeah. You'll notice there's no serious channel for rap song collaborations. <laughs> it's just not important. No, I think I think part of I mean, the Grammys have so many problems, but music is such a huge field that it's almost impossible to actually recognize anything good going on right. within it. It's like and then it's also so, I think, driven by money. Um, whereas like with movies with with the Oscars, that's a fairly fenced in you can't make that many movies. Right. But anybody can record a song. And, and also it, there's there's a clearer rubric as to what makes a, a movie successful like it's mm -hmm. like what's what are the intentions of the movie like does it is the story well expressed is the acting good whereas music is just good or bad right you know but the grammys just have an incredible ability to almost always reward the very worst it mm -hmm. feels like it's like or the blandest the, or, yeah the absolute blandest i feel like a, a good way to put it is they they pick the thing that will upset the least amount of people which is a bad thing in music for yeah. sure yeah but i guess like with someone like billy eilish who just won all these awards mm -hmm. that's at least a definitive 2019 sound and so you can't really argue against it right you right. know and even, even if you're not then, arguing for it she felt like almost a dangerous choice for the grammys which is insane because True. she was wildly popular throughout and the she's year. yeah seven years old or yeah, whatever she just turned 11 billy eilish and i but, but in I have to root for them because she and her brother, they're like our carpenters. And you know, I'm an right. obsessed with carpenters. You love fan. the carpenters. I call them the ASM carpenters. I, <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I started watching the Taylor Swift documentary. I, mean, I also just started it. I've seen half of it. I will okay. watch the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I've maybe watched half an hour. What are your thoughts? My, well, my thing about her is I'm never rooting against her. Like, right. she, she's fine. But at the same time, I do think. Breathless by the cores is better than anything she's ever done. Sure, of course. Well, like, there's other B plus, yes, pseudo confessional, but mostly vague. Yeah, music. For me, it's a. There's something about her that she just never. I mean, like the, these songs are extremely catchy, but they never get their hooks in me. And also, the whole premise of this documentary is Taylor like making the the decision to have her first opinion. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, how, why are we alive? What? <laughs> it's, it's wild to watch, but uh, well, maybe there'll be a big turn or something. I, uh, I still haven't seen the Lady Gaga documentary. Oh, probably honestly, I, I truly love her, and I think the documentary is terrible. Oh, interesting. In what way? 
just well, it's about the making of that album, Joanne, which okay. is just one of I could not take Western Civilization's of worst moments. Okay. <laughs> uh, she, what happened is Lady Gaga made an album that would have been fun for Pink, and it was supposed to be oh, revolutionary God. for her, which is all wrong. Oh no. Uh, and in the documentary, there's a part where like Joanne is is her aunt who died before she was born or something and so she plays it for the relative whose daughter was joanne right and, and the camera's like fixed on her waiting for the emotional <laughs> moment and you can tell this i think it's her grandma is just like what is going on like jo- I, not, I don't care about <laughs> joanne so anymore uncomfortable. yeah <laughs> uh, i heard the song born this way at the gym the other day and mm-hmm. i I think that song is horrible. I think that whole album is horrible. It's, I liked her first two albums, sure. and then that one, it's sort of like, uh, to, compared to Madonna, and I like this album, but like when she made Ray of Light, you could tell suddenly she wanted to sound wise as opposed to sound like herself. Okay, right. And so like an element of fun left the picture, uh-huh. and an element, it's like, it's like she stopped believing in how rad she was and started believing she needed to be a TED Talk. Yes, and, and I, then was immediately in over her head. Correct. But then, of course, she got all that attention and uh, all these Grammys for mm-hmm. Ray of Light, and then we're on this path Madonna's on now where every fucking I album... I wouldn't call this a path at this point. This <laughs> yeah. is a wild, like, I don't know, stumbling through yeah. a dark alley. <laughs> but but like you know constantly like sh- she's unfurling a scroll and reading us her findings about whatever the hell like it's like ca- ca- Kabbalah-esque all that stuff it's, and so that's what I feel about Born This Way yeah that I mean that song just stinks lady I know you're listening <laughs> and the song stinks more people should refer to her as lady <laughs> I, I need to get her in my life Lewis the podcast is obviously called i said no gifts mm-hmm. right there in the title i i've set down one rule you walk in today you're holding it what is can only be described as the biggest gift yet on yes. this podcast and i and i can't wait for you to be disappointed at how unbig it is <laughs> but uh it is a large uh target gift bag this is a bag that's at least six feet tall <laughs> right uh, i belong in it i could sleep in it tonight and be perfectly comfortable um should I? Do you want? I mean, do you want me to open the gift? Is that? Oh what, yes, what's the intent absolutely. Here? I want you to open. What the is gift. your it's mission? Uh, yes, uh, I, I'm sorry you won't get the foley art of like unwrapping or like scratching right. it. Again. Well, I'll make a noise. I'm gonna scrunch the gift bag or something. I'll, okay, I'll make cool. it work. Yes, this is for you, Bridger. Okay, let me take a peek here. Oh yeah, that's a decent noise. Look at it. Uh huh. I mean, it's enormous. So I'm climbing up towards the top of the bag. Yes, which is towering over the microphone. There's tissue. Tissue. Oh, my God. The levels are beautiful. It's raining down on me. Oh, yeah. And it's very um, sunset-colored tissue. This is beautiful. Pinks okay. and salmons. and. Let's just put that by the mic. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, right. Okay. Right. This is an unboxing podcast. This is- <laughs> I'm the unboxing my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> First thing we see here. Okay, now I'm. I truly have to dive into the bag. I, I have to take it off the table with, to reach into it. Oh, this is. I feel like. I mean, we need to. We need to speak about the last couple of weeks have been real Lewis Vertel moments for me. Uh-huh. First of all, I had you booked on this podcast. You canceled for the SAG Awards. Correct. So very Lewis, totally on Signature brand. Signature move, yes. Uh-huh. 
recently, can I read the text that you sent to me? Yes. <laughs> By mistake? I sent accidentally sent Bridger a text I that received. was meant to go to another friend of mine. This text, by the out of the blue, uh, this is in quotes. Speaking of ponies, do you remember Dale Evans is perhaps the most fanny flag statement ever committed to record? <laughs> I got that just with no context whatsoever. Uh, my girlfriend, Brooke, and I are obsessed with like uh, things like Match Game. And she was watching a clip from Match Game. Oh. And uh, she was asking me about Richard Dawson, you know, who later hosted Family Feud. She was like, is Richard really mad in this clip? <laughs> and so I watched this clip. We were analyzing whether or not Richard was mad. The answer, he was. He was? What was he mad about? He he answered, he wrote uh, an answer down for the match game, and he meant to write another word. It just slipped his mind. Okay. And he's like, and he kept saying, give her the point. She deserves the point. And he was, he's just livid. He was livid. <laughs> well, I'm on his side here. Yeah, but he, but he wrote it down. I mean, <laughs> the rules are rules. He was nervous. He was on TV. Yes, but sitting next to him was, Fanny Flag, who incredible is, name, who is uh, she wrote would eventually end up writing the movie Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, okay, sure, kind of a lesbian vibe in general, right. which is sort of rare for the seventies oh, on television. Yeah. And she has a kind of folksy sense of humor. Uh -huh. And afterwards, she just because it's so uncomfortable what Richard's doing. She. Um, and he says the word pony or something. She goes, "Speaking of ponies, remember Dale Evans? Like just random." <laughs> Like, this, this is what is was the on television of TV at the time. in the 70s where yeah. you could say things like this and they would not be cut out they would just be forced down the viewer's throat and everyone's happy with right. it right and they didn't have a wikipedia to look up dale evans no, either you by just the way. Like, be like oh, i don't know who that is but now it's in my brain yeah right that, we need to get back to that so i'm ready for a tv that's just mystifying i mean i i feel like i've kind of done that with the part of this podcast talking about two very old actors uh, that nobody knows sure. Orson Bean, henry gibson let's keep them on our minds but back to the gift yeah so the first thing i've brought out is the guess who clue edition yes which is i know you love clue i do I, well, let me tell you something. I don't know that I love the game of Clue, right. but I love the intrigue of the characters of Clue. Oh, of course. Each one, their own little backstory, their Correct. beautiful names. Yeah, right. Yes. The 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 um the categories of color. It's just it's very organized. It's almost OCD like. Right. You know. And then uh, so this is. I just want to clarify. Not just Clue. It's a version of the game Guess Who, which you know is the game. Where, I love the game. I haven't yeah. played it in years, so maybe I'm wrong. But I think it's a delight. Yeah. What I miss about gift giving or like the Christmas season from being a kid is not so much whatever, the tree, etc. Yeah. I miss getting games. Oh, I, I love to get a game. Because then like you open it up in front of everybody and presumably they're all good people. And then you think, oh, let's play the game together. We now have fun. Yes. there's This is going to be shared by all of us. Correct. And we're going to have some level of enjoyment rather than I'm going to put this away and then f everyone will forget about the gift. Yeah. And there's something about Guess Who where I think that was the beginning of me as a uh, a writer because or or and also as a gay person because i immediately put inner lives to the female the women in the game <laughs> i'm immediately thinking now this is a the clue edition so like miss scarlet's in this and stuff but in the original one there were five women right named susan anita maria claire and Anne. how was there not a jill I, I, that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. jill jill 
when you put those five together, like Captain Planet, Jill emerges. Jill emerges. Okay. Jill is the guess who queen. Yes. And kind of just floats over Earth. The vague concept that controls guess who. Jill. But I just, you would just sit there and like look at their faces and be obsessed with whoever the hell they were and their Susan's big, white like, hair. Pearl earrings. Yes. The earrings, <laughs> the jewelry of the 80s that we treated as standard. And by the way, I also just wanted to note about guess who. Isn't it crazy that we have not had a version where there's like black people? in it wow that's interesting <laughs> yeah i wasn't aware but yeah that's what's going on uh hasbro gaming i guess the nature of the game would make it are so that you'd have black people with red hair and stuff maybe oh, that's the problem are you certain that's that hasn't happened yet because if not we've i mean i think guess who is canceled yeah <laughs> shall we start a revolution well, i think that something's gotta happen uh wow that's an interesting insight and i'd love to uh, Hasbro, I know you're listening. Let's just uh, try to figure this out and get some get some diversity into Guess Who. Right. And I think the deal is we would need, I think in Guess Who, you have a board with 24 people on it. Right. I think it would need to just be a huger board. Just an enormous... Yeah, like a 72-person Guess Who I'm game. up for that. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, this looks like it may be an entirely white cast, again, with Guess Who. Yes. Um, well, Dr. Orchid looks... Oh, wait. So, potentially... So, this is the other update. So, Clue, of course, we're obsessed with. We love the characters. We love the murder, etc. So, there are classically six characters in Clue. Right. Including Mrs. Peacock, Miss Scarlet, Mrs. White. Flawless trio. Unfortunately, Mrs. White had to go oh. in this era. And now we have Dr. Dr. Orchid, Orchid who, is, who is a mean-seeming Asian doctor. <laughs> and I am thrilled for her. I think she looks great. I mean, she's got a bob. Speaking my language. And I think, as far as I can tell, she's holding some sort of pipe or something. Right. Which is... Lead I mean, pipe? Are you new? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I am new. <laughs> I, I know nothing about this. Oh, really? I mean, I know a little bit. I just... It's been such a long time. It's actually a sort of frustrating um, game to play because it's just about you have a certain amount of cards in your hand and you have to discover what cards everybody else has. So you're just walking around collecting every bit of information bit by bit until you find the solution to the game. Right. So it's just, it's tedious. Yeah, I've, I've now that I think about it, I tried to play Clue once at my aunt's house. She didn't have all the pieces. And what is wrong with your aunt? Oh, there are a <laughs> whole variety of things. And this is just the top of the pile. <laughs> I'm not going to say which aunt. She's... She's got trouble. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I never played Clue. I also have never seen the movie all the way through. Well, that uh, Clue, I've seen more than any other literal piece of media. Okay. Like, I think I've seen the movie Clue more than I've seen a picture of Mickey Mouse. What? Yeah. But I also grew up with it, so mm. I can't tell you one way or the other if it's good or not. Right, right. Yeah, I think I tried to watch it as an adult, and it's obviously like a... 80s comedy correct it was it felt long and i fell asleep at some point right um it is important because it's the rare ensemble comedy movie where the three women get i think the funniest lines and also give the funniest oh, wow. performances Shocking. and it felt like some gay person was in charge of mm -hmm. that but th they weren't trust oh. me it was a very straight of course run organization um okay so going back to getting gifts uh do you enjoy getting gifts yes i I feel a little bit bad because I am not a good gift giver personally. By the way, you know this isn't the whole gift. There's another. Oh thing yeah, of course. Okay. We're gonna get back into very good. It. We'll, go, we'll um, circle back. So I feel guilty often when I get a good gift because I don't right. have that brain. Right. Like what is what is your 
default gift you give to people? Is it, are you giving people gift cards? Are you that person? Or are you like trying to put some thought into it and failing? I would be a gift card person some right. of the time. Honestly, my I, I have to change what my default is because it's just not doable anymore. I was somebody who would get you the movie you haven't seen or okay. the 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 DVD set of a TV show I think you would like. Right. But obviously those days are gone. Right, you know? right. But I mean, we're putting all of our media into some sort of space environment. When the system goes down, all of our art is going to vanish. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> it exactly. feels crazy to me. I, I miss... Um, possessing art you like i right. miss i miss possessing music i feel like at some point aliens will visit after we vanish and they're going to be like oh society lasted until 2005 yeah and then we have no real document since you've been gone was the last thing yeah. we made <laughs> yes and that just demolished society <laughs> Uh, yeah, that it is a little worrisome to me. Uh, I'm doing nothing about it. I'm just embracing <laughs> the fact that I don't own anything anymore and just rent everything I enjoy. Yeah, right. Uh, feels like we're headed down a bad path. Uh, we might be already on it, arguably. Yeah, we're just... Uh, I subscribe to all kinds of things, and these corpora- corporations are have historically had our best interests in mind. Oh, yeah. so They're our friends. Yeah, of course. So, why not just allow them to continue to charge us, and nothing bad will ever happen. As we go, like, grow, like, cross-eyed and, like, Xanax sleepy throughout. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Gift cards, I think, uh, going back to those... Oh, yeah. How do you feel about them? I think that they've been unfairly maligned. Yeah. I think there was a period when everyone, when it felt good to say that they were thoughtless. Yeah. But now, I, I get a gift card, I'm thrilled. I, I value the more like than money. Having, it, it, yeah. I like having it. And in fact, I almost like not spending it. Oh, let me tell you. I got a... Uh, gift card to target for christmas i've been to target multiple times oh, since yeah. christmas dozens of times i've spent i've spent definitely more than 50 dollars there but this gift card the 50 dollar gift card is still in my wallet what am i waiting for what, i would love to know yeah what is that going to because go towards the, the answer is there's there's a satisfaction with spending well on a gift card so you don't just want to waste it yeah on just like a, a mundane trip put a, put a little way on celery or whatever it's yeah. like uh i don't know all the celery i'm buying <laughs> um but it's, yeah. it's like in monopoly when you have the get out of jail free card it's just nice to see you have it like yeah, it's, like it's in, a little it's safety in your, net yeah it's in your artillery and eventually you're gonna really go out go all out on it right <laughs> i mean who knows what the, those 50 dollars are gonna go uh, towards thank you Lois. Um, wow, you know a Lois? Talk about uh, the deadest uh, name. <laughs> well, it's uh, Jim's mom, my boyfriend's mom. Oh. So she uh, is uh, like a 72-year-old Italian woman. God. So, you know, Lois. Lois. Awesome Husband name. calls her Big Lou. Wow. It's an incredible. You know what I don't have? Nicknames. Uh, and I'm, oh. my, my, my name's Lewis. Like, yeah, of course. But nobody, I can't, you're not a Lou. It, it, wouldn't that be like shocking if yeah. somebody said Lou to me? Wouldn't I could you, see your you mom calling me? you Lou. Yeah. I feel like you, like some, like a parent figure could like have enough love for you to call you Lou, and you would be good with it. But like a, a colleague calling you Lou, I think you would murder them. No, it, I, I don't, I don't feel safe. Yeah. Um, uh, my when my mom calls me, it's always hello, Lewis. It's oh, interesting! Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like my car from the Jungle Book. She's got something planned for you. Yes. Oh, car <laughs> from the Jungle Book. That's a good reference. What's the snake's name? 
Khan. Oh, that's Khan. Yeah. What's the tiger's name? Shere Khan. Shere Khan, that's right. Voiced okay. by the great George Sanders, yes. I had a uh, a good childhood with the uh, the soundtrack to The Jungle Book. The oh, tape. yeah. Just Once Upon a Time, that would have been in my top three uh, Disney movies. I actually cannot stand Disney fandom in any capacity. I'm sorry to even You're go there. You're a Disney freak. Yeah. <laughs> Certified Disney freak. You've got the annual pass bumper sticker. Right. Which, uh, by the way, I... Still look at and think Alien versus Predator every time I see it. Oh, I know. Does anybody else think that? Yes. Change the bumper sticker. I'm not thinking about Disney at all. I'm (laughs) thinking about Alien fending, I mean, fighting off the Predator. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But uh, no, Jungle Book is lovely music. Okay. But what were you... I'm sorry. Louis Prima. Yeah. uh, You were saying you're not a Disney person. Correct. What are your Disney? What, what, where were we headed there? Were you going to name your? Three oh, I was just going to say. Uh, what? Yeah. Why? Why did you bring up the Jungle Book? Why are we even on this podcast? Yeah. Right. I'm going. home. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Book was brought up because you brought up uh, Ka the Snake. Oh, your mother yes, there is we go. a snake. Yes. yes. <laughs> my yes, my mother the serpent. <laughs> Um, but then we headed down some so, some sort of Disney Disney path, and I don't know why. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I, I feel mean, like, like you were going to name when your I was, Disney when I was a something. kid, for example, you were surrounded by Disney fanatics, and right. I was more the competitive kid, and so I was like a game player. Oh, yeah. So that okay. set me apart sure, from kids and sure. made me better than them. Do you and now win I've every game? Surpassed them in life. Well, of Say course what? you have. Do you win every game you play? No. Um. Well, I've. Uh, I've gained friends who are similarly obsessive and competitive, right? And and in fact are obsessive about game shows. Like okay. we play. They, I have friends who have. They build software so that you can play versions of game shows from the seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever. This is amazing that they use the original sound effects for, and it's so amazing. Like what? you'll you'll play like whatever one hundred thousand dollar pyramid with right. the same sound effects that like Dick Clark had or oh, whatever. This is a dream world. Yeah, and and but everybody there is also amazing at games. Right. So they really make me step up my game. But meanwhile, like if if I went to a game night that you typically frequent, right. yes, I would beat everybody there. Yeah, okay, no question. Well, challenge accepted. Yeah, our game. God, I would is- love to beat you. It'd be <laughs> thrilling. But there's no way you're that competitive. I'm not competitive at all. That's what I mean. I'm frequently like, I don't even want to play the game. Precisely. I mean, especially if it's Yahtzee. I'm just like, why are we, we're here together. Why are we thinking about Yahtzee? It requires so much of your attention. Let's just sit around. So if Yahtzee gets brought up, I just sabotage game night and we talk. Right. But well, here's the thing about Yahtzee. Is it a game? Yahtzee, you roll dice and then write it down. It's a very odd, very odd. And you don't I, take other people out. It's just simply rolling dice in order. And the level of rules I have to remember, this sort of thing. I well, can't it's not do difficult. It. That's a crazy thing to say, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a lot to remember. I feel like there's just a lot of like little tricks, and there are strategies. And I don't want to use that. Use my brain for. I, I don't know what I'm using my brain for otherwise. But uh, Yahtzee for me and game night. Uh, fellow members, I'm sorry, we're not going to play Yahtzee anymore. Okay, yeah. We play, you know, things that, like, just kind of spark conversation. We've been playing, a, like, a, a game called, like, Listomania. Do you know this game? That sounds exactly up my alley. Right. Is it about writing lists? Yeah, you write lists. My, uh, my brain is wired to rank things constantly. This, uh, I don't know that you're ranking things. That would be a good game. Yeah. I, uh, I think about that often, actually. I'm like, why don't I have just I need on my phone list of favorite TV shows, list of favorite movies, just so when this sort of thing comes up, because I immediately draw a blank when someone says, what's your favorite? Oh, yeah. Blank. But back. Yeah. The Listomania game. I think you like again, it has too many rules, this sort of nonsense. But you essentially just write down various trivia and have to list it in 
different ways. Okay. But it's a good game. Okay. I No, I'm psyched for that. That sounds game. like it'd be up my alley. There's always the threat of Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah. Still my I least favorite thing. will just throw myself in front of a car to stop. Well, also, Cards Against Humanity is like... Uh, a compact version of what is wrong with Twitter. Oh, like, 100%. People choosing all of their humor from a word bank. Y- right. You know, it's like right. you didn't come up with that. Yes. You you tape together phrases that have done you well have for other people. N- right. And now are pretending you came up with something, but Formerly you didn't. Formerly funny noun. Yes. Uh, that somehow someone thinks has an edge. It's the worst thing in the world. And also, as my friend Rachel pointed out about this game, and yet it's rude to say you don't want to play because it's a party game. Of course. So I always feel a little guilty. I'm like, but I, I just find ways around playing the game. It's also just like, I, I I so enjoy being funny. I enjoy being around funny people. Right. And it, because in a way, it's like, you're getting to know them. That's what they think mm-hmm. is funny. It's like, there's a whole empathic thing happening there. Cards Against Humanity, like, microwaves that and yes. makes you feel like you're getting you're, you're delivering content to each other when you're not uh, hopefully this podcast gets out to the people in my lives and <laughs> stop asking me to play that game because yeah. I think it's so bad apples to apples though I think it's a perfectly pleasant well, game that's int- I, I never think about apples to apples because cards against humanity like erased the memory of it basically well they just took it and made it bad yeah but yeah apples to apples is almost like I, I mean Whatever the question will be, like I, I forget how apples to apples works. Like, uh, name something that makes you think of an airplane, and then you have to put down apple. Like it's like right. da da, right? Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I think there's a mo- making uh, there's something funny out freedom. of complete bl- uh, out of completely bland material. Yes, exactly. Is it's a harmless and is not trying to intentionally be funny from the beginning. Right. So um, okay. Well, I'm gonna. There's another gift, another item in here that I'm going to pull out. So okay. let's just move on to that. Taboo. Another game. Now, here's my question. Are you a Taboo player? I've never played Taboo. Do you know what it is? Do you know how to play? I don't. Can it's, you do a quick rundown of yes, what this is? You're getting through, you and your team are trying to get through as many cards as possible. Right. On one turn. Okay. And... Uh, there's a word you have to disc- you have to get your team to guess, but there are five words on your cart you are not allowed to say in order to get them to guess it. Okay. So, for example, if I was trying to get you to say Oscar the Grouch, I probably wouldn't be able to say green or trash can or Sesame Street. Okay, sure. Yeah. And so you just have to use the rest of your vocabulary to get me to guess this. Yes. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It is a... It, I think it's... Uh, among games in my life. I, I just think everybody should have it because it helps you. I just feel rhetorically. Right. You get smarter playing it in right. a way. Um, but also, I love getting mad at my friends and it just it feels, it makes me feel safe. At game night, uh, game nights, this sort of thing, are you or any of the other adults in the room like leaving angry? <clears throat> yes, sometimes. Right. Well, oh, wow. I, I, or... or like, I usually think that will be me. Like, I'll be so mad or mm-hmm. whatever. But I actually keep it under wraps somewhat well, which is shocking. There's just like a seething. Like... Yeah. Normally, it's the person who claims they are the most whimsical and carefree, I find, <laughs> who goes quick li- quickest to the, like, dark, drunken, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf place. <laughs> It needs to be removed. Have you seen any big explosions at a game night, a competitive game night? Oh, all the time. Oh, please. I mean, like, um, I go to, 
trivia in Santa Monica every week, which is uh, no doubt about it, the hardest trivia in LA. It's Are a you... place called O'Brien's. Wow, okay. And I like I, I would say I'm brilliant at trivia, and I routinely come in at 50th percentile on this. Wow. Who yeah. are these people doing better than you? Literally the greatest Jeopardy players of all time. Oh, what? If you saw Brad Rutter on... Um, the, sure. He, he... This is kind of their... Well, I don't know any sports reference to say whatever that would be for well, the best actually, people showing up. That's accurate. It's like their scrimmage version of okay. Jeopardy. Wow. Um, and uh, there's all, there'll always be like a question about uh, what something. Well, I'll say like geography or something. Right. And maybe two answers secretly did apply to the river you talked about, but you only accepted one. There are enough people here who I'm not kidding will scream. What? You, I am routinely covering my ears because I can't handle the arguing. Oh my. And as I told you, I kind of like arguing. Of course, and this is too much for you. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I feel like people must be drunk on some level. No. No. They are dead sober and uh, there's no other way to put it, on the spectrum. And so... <laughs> this is a beautiful social environment. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it's just shocking. It's people who are really good at trivia and they and they wouldn't do this anywhere else, really, because right. it's that it's at that level. But at the same time, oh, my God, the amount of times I'm like, well, I can't play with him anymore. He'll kill me. Wow. Have you ever have you ever won? Oh, yes. OK. Quite a few times. Um, where What is your weakness with trivia? Where are you failing? I. <laughs> I have a few, actually. Um, current sports always. Right. I can kind of do old sports be simply because there's fewer names. Yes, yes. Um, and they're they're more famous. And Yeah, there was a period when like we would pick four people from each category and make them the most famous people on the planet. That'd be, that was my dream, yes. Like, I, I know who I need to know when it comes to whatever. Swimming up until the year 2008. Okay. Um, I don't know classical music well. Right. Economics, when we get oh. into like glossary terms. I mean, economics. Economics to me doesn't feel like trivia. You would it feels be like that's it another category. I know it, it's not that's general. Requires knowledge. actual learning, right? So those are kind of my okay. three basic. But like when it comes to names of any kind, I'm really good. Yes, it's particularly women's names. All women are memorable. I find yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's true. Everyone has one little thing to offer or something. Right. Um, okay, economics. I think I would fail, like with this list game, it frequently, the game night just breaks down immediately to who went to a good college and who went to a state school. Oh. I'm just failing. Me too. Uh, I'm a state school grad. Yeah, yeah. so I just, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like I'd economics, anything along these lines, I would just be a giant falling on my face. I Were you University of Utah? University of Utah, okay. right. Uh, where did you go? University of Iowa. Okay. Which is like the University of Utah, but a little bit further to the east. Yeah. Perfectly fine. I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with a state school. And, I mean, no, Look there at isn't. Us. We've both made it in Hollywood. But it's... <laughs> it's... I, it's shocking that I went there. I mean, it's just imagine imagine me being near football. Oh, that's wild! Absolutely crazy. I would, I would watch a ballet about football. Oh, sure. Why not? You know. And is that a has that been a thing yet? Uh, mm. Coming soon. Hopefully. Coming soon. The Vespertel presents. Um, yeah, University of Utah. I mean, it's a shock to me that I even graduated from college. The whole thing is a whole wild like. <laughs> What happened? What was your major? English? English. Oh, yeah. That... Took me a uh, hundred years to graduate. Did it really? I uh, Yeah. I think it took me six years. What happened? Well, I was working and... Uh, oh, like paying for the college yeah, yourself? Yeah. So there was just... And then just like not quite knowing what I was doing. No one else in my family had graduated from college. So there was just not a real push to do it. And uh, then, of course, I'm just a... Uh, 
not good at finishing things on time. Is that so? Oh, you seem so, so crackerjack to me. Oh well, I appreciate that. I hope I'm putting off a crackerjack vibe, yeah. but it's not happening <laughs> in my personal life. Absolutely, you not. just you seem utterly dependable. I will. I'll, the one thing you can depend on me is to be on time to dinner, a meeting, this sort of thing. I will be there five minutes early, right? No matter what. That's got to be some Mormon upbringing. That certainly has. Well, yeah, I guess that is probably. There's a, there's a sense of Puritan propriety yeah, you just about want the whole thing. To, I will be there. Mm-hmm. I will be there. I mean, actually, uh, do you still not drink coffee? Oh, I just, I'm drinking coffee oh, you right are. in okay. front of you. Because that, that's a Mormon thing too, That right? is a Mormon okay, thing, yeah. uh, which is very confusing for a lot of people because, I mean, we're not going to get into it. It's so boring, but the caffeine nonsense. Right. Mormons do drink caffeine, but not in coffee. But it just, it's kind of a make up your own rule sort of thing. Sure. But I'm drinking coffee right now. I trust Maroney. You know, I feel that way. <laughs> Maroni. That's how you say that? Oh, here's a little piece of trivia for you. Maroni. How crazy. Right? G- guys, it's not Maroni. Look at the word. It's Maroney. It's a Jenna Mormons Maroney. can be wrong. I believe um, that. Uh, <laughs> Moroni. That's the uh, the angel on top of their temples. Right. Yes. Another piece of trivia for you. The La- uh, Los Angeles Mormon temple was used as an exterior on Law and Order as a uh, courthouse. Oh, point. really? It's an episode. Well, it's gigantic, right? Yeah, it is. A gig- that, that's like in West gigantic. L.A., right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. over in the worst part of Los Angeles. Where, where it's just question mark. Like, what is this called? Yes. Yeah. What? Who is here and what are they doing? They have money. Right. I think that's the only real answer over there. I think that's also kind of the part of the world where no one's vaccinating their kids. Oh, right? really? I feel like I just read that Beverly like Hills... Like going into Santa Monica? Oh. Beverly Hills, I think, is uh, one of the most highly unvaccinated parts of the country. Well, These I have people. to tell you, I was there yesterday and the stupidity made itself known. Of I have course. to let you know. What, in which ways? I was walking... Uh, I, I had a, I have to get a tux, and I was just walking around and just... It, it's it's one of those things like... Um, it's like when you see like a, an abandoned mall or something. Like right. even, even though it's fully populated, it's just like this was something else once upon a time and doesn't need to be here now. Yes. So like, whoever is here is misinformed and like got a pamphlet from the 80s they're still following. <laughs> That makes perfect sense, actually. You know? Yeah, no, because no one that has any actual interests is going over there for anything. No. It has nothing to offer. It's just, it, it it's the weirdest way to spend money. I don't know. Yeah. In an Amazon universe, it just doesn't make sense. You know totally, what I'm saying? Totally, totally. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got Taboo here, and I also, I love, I, the Taboo... I can't believe you've never played it. You have to play it. It kind of, I mean, the packaging has almost a, a horror element to it, because it says... The classic game of unspeakable fun. Oh, yeah. And then it also it's says... threatening you to have fun, yeah. The electronic buzzer is back. So I just feel like there's a lot of fear built into this game of Taboo, and I like it. I'm excited to play this. And it the buzzer they're referring to is, so when you're reading the clues to your team, right. somebody from the other team is over your shoulder making sure you don't say the taboo words on the card, and they buzz you. Oh, I, this sounds... They should be shocking you. This game could really benefit from a taser. Oh, like yes. A, just a quick jolt to the system. I would be into that. Uh, or just like a full slap. <laughs> if you don't have a buzzer, you can be slapped. I would love a physical version of taboo, where everyone walks away with just like a red mark on their cheek. Right. Scratched. And they'll never make that mistake again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I could get into that. Taboo, Hasbro, again, you're on the line. Think about it. Put in some diverse characters into uh, Guess Who. Make taboo more violent. 
We're going to move in. Uh, speaking of games, we're at the point of the podcast where we're going to play a game. Okay. And this is really intimidating because you you play so many games. So who knows if you're going to like it? I, but I, I think like that watching this game. Might be up your alley. Okay. This game is called Gift Master. All right. Now, what is going to happen is I'm going to name three gifts. Three different separate things that you can give as a gift, and then three celebrities. You have to tell me which gift you're going to give to which celebrity and why. I, I can't think of anything I'd rather do. This Fantastic. is so exciting. Okay, so I need a number between one and ten from you. Very good. Uh, I'm going to pick the gayest number, four. Four is the gayest of all numbers. Um, four. I'm going to calculate this. And while I'm doing that, I want you to, you can recommend something, you can promote something, just do whatever you want with an undetermined amount of time while I calculate. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess, unfortunately, you can still find me on Twitter at Louis Vertel, L-O-U-I-S-V-I-R-T-E-L. I, uh, as Bridger mentioned before, I host a podcast called Keep It, which is on Crooked Media with Ira Madison III and Aida Osman. We talk about pop culture news of the week and also other things when we're bored with that pop culture news. You ever heard a podcast? It's like that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, listen to Jimmy or listen to Jimmy Kimmel live. Put on the Jimmy Kimmel radio show. <laughs> listen to his comedy uh yeah he's still on abc nice guy i always say about jimmy kimmel that his cynicism is aimed in all the right places not at the people who work for him but at people like republicans so he's as normal a superstar as you can meet god what else can i promote uh big fan of dua lipa's new album i would say are the three singles we have so far I always wonder if Dua Lipa is a Latin term meaning damp woman, because she's so damp all the time. Why is her hair wet? Why? When did we invent, you look wet, that looks good? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm sorry that took so long to calculate, but I'm thrilled with what was just being okay. said. I feel like a lot of material was presented there, and I hope people can take something away from that. <laughs> I haven't heard a Dua Lipa song, by the way. Never yes, heard. you have. You know, new rules. One, to pick up the phone. You only do, you don't know that Never song? heard this. Oh, come on. I, need to, I can't see, sing at all. I can't believe I just uh, yeah, did that for you. Yeah, of course. Um... I'm going to have to take a look, but this all goes back to me. I don't know where everyone's getting their information from, but I just, I, I'm of course familiar with Dua Lipa. How have I never heard her music? In five years, I'm going to be saying to somebody, I heard it, that Dua Lipa song at the gym and I hated it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just need to, I need like an assistant that just keeps me up to date on these things. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Okay. The three gifts that you are going to be dealing with here. Okay. A hot glue gun. Very good. A Game Boy great and a dvd of this is 40 <laughs> which i've never seen how crazy Neither i love this yeah. okay so here we go the people you have to give these gifts to sandra O. Oh, that guy from limp biscuit with the black contacts oh <laughs> i didn't look up his name but i remembered him and thought why not put him on i actually can't believe i don't know that guy's name right now but i feel like it's something frightening like scarecrow <laughs> Let's assume his name's Scarecrow. Okay. Fred Durst's friend, Scarecrow. Mm -hmm. And Janet Jackson. Wow. Well, I'm definitely in the business of giving gifts to Janet Jackson. Yeah, well, I, just, I see that in my life for me. Oh, it should happen at some point. So, okay. A Haku gun. This is 40. What was the other thing? Um, the other thing was a Game Boy. I I think the answer is... I okay. Sandra Oh definitely had a Game Boy at some point in her life. Okay. Okay. She... It seems like an entertained person. Yeah, it seems like Knows what she likes. Uh, and she's on the go. Yes. Oh, please. So, she's like, she needs to be entertained when she's on the train, when she's on the plane, 
just when she's getting around to her next appointment. And we're talking about an original recipe Game Boy, We're right? looking like the one that's essentially the size of two bricks. Yes. That you cannot see the screen. Right. Yes. Uh, it's that it's kind of a... That non-color. Putrid green yeah. that you have to be in perfect... You can only play during golden hour. Right. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, and you know who definitely had a Game Boy, the limp Scarecrow. Oh, uh, no, I I feel like he's a Sega Game Gear. Wow. I feel like he had a Game Gear. Do you know what I had? Um, Do you know what, this is an obscure gaming reference. I had a Gamecom. Do you know what Game that is? Gamecom? No, and I, it was, no, I feel like I know these things. The year was exactly 1998. Okay. 97. And it was uh, uh, the size of about a brick. Right. And... It had a pen you operated the screen with. Oh, that's always a good sign. Yes. And I got it because there was a version of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy on it. I want. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, but anyway. GameCon. GameCom. Com. Ga- oh, GameCon sounds like a... I guess that's probably a thing. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't need to go to GameCon. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs to go to GameCon. I think I'm going to give the Game Boy to Janet Jackson to see if she has memories of playing a Game Boy. Oh, interesting. She, what if, you know, you give it to Janet Jackson, she's like... Oh, Dr. Mario, or whatever, <laughs> with her curiously high voice. That voice is incredible. Anytime she checks in on Facebook or whatever, it's a real gift to everyone. I feel the only time she talks, she is murmuring, thanking her fans. <laughs> Thank you guys for being there for me. You know, like that all the time. Like, that's all she says. She's never had, I mean, in the last 20 years, she hasn't had just a conversation like an adult, I don't think. No, she, you go to coffee with Janet Jackson, she's like, the fans have always been there for me. <laughs> okay, so she's getting the Game Boy. Yeah, I think that I think that that actually makes sense. I think she was uh, just famous enough at the point that, of the release of the Game Boy that it didn't cross her radar. You so think it so? might be a it fun surprise? For so her. it's the late eighties, right? Yeah, right. So she's definitely in Rhythm Nation yeah, territory. Yeah, she's busy dancing up a storm. Right. Yes, redefining the choreography. Totally. Game. Yeah. Um, friending with Paula Abdul right who was making all the moves happen trying to distance herself from her brother right being successful yeah you know uh, uh, but I, I, if she picked it if she picked up a, a, a and was like Zelda right that would be really worth it to me <laughs> I would love to hear Janet Jackson say Zelda right <laughs> oh my lord okay I think that's a excellent choice you're left with now... Oh, I have to assign the other two. Oh, yeah. Very Our good. glue gun, a DVD of This Is 40. Okay, well, the DVD of This Is 40... Uh-huh. I want to know if Scarecrow likes the conventional co- comedy, yeah. <laughs> but can he dial into that? Um, Let's see. I feel like... I actually kind of believe he can. Okay. I feel like... Uh, yeah, Scarecrow... I want to know what Scarecrow thinks of Leslie Mann, so he, I want to do it. Yeah, he. I feel like he's probably taken the contacts out by now. Mm-hmm. And it's probably... He's probably just living among us, for all we know. No, he's a normal man. My dream is that he is now works on a farm somewhere with the contacts in. <laughs> it's the exact same 2000 look. He's actually, I mean, it's probably time for him to make his comeback. I feel like we've unfortunately forgotten the lessons of history and are allowing new metal to creep back into our lives. Right. And it's horrifying. Yeah, no, I, I, I long for him. I feel like Grimes is going to have him guest on her album or something. And That's tough. It's yeah. scary to watch it happen because I lived through that period of history and it was not 
positive. You seem shaken. Yeah. I'm very shaken. The wide leg jeans. Oh, God. The I'm still traumatized by having to wear wide leg jeans. I can't picture you in a wide leg jean. True. I mean, like, I think most of my friends would say I dress in very tight clothing. Sure. And it's because I am constantly compensating for the shame I felt wearing baggy clothes when oh, I was 13. Oh, of course. We can't go back to that. No, it was horrible. We all have, uh, for a period, we found our bodies and, like, allowed them to be as we could see that people were people shaped for the last few years and i feel like we're headed back towards something that is not good no remember there was a, a period in, in in our lives where you had to look like you skateboarded yes yes you absolutely and not well no like uh those jinkos were dragging behind you on the skateboard the and, and the only pragmatic application there was that you wanted pants where you could fit a whole disc man in the pocket. Right. So now, obviously, we don't need that. Yes. I mean... So stop pretending we do. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it felt like a period where every teen boy was wearing a floor-length denim skirt. Yes! The silhouette. Yes. <laughs> what has happened? Like a Victorian, yeah, I midwife. can't go back to it. Yeah. I do feel like I've gotten to the age where uh, I can just uh, embrace what I want to wear. And it's like, well, I'm an adult and this is my look. But uh, so I, if wide leg jeans do make their big comeback, I think I've uh, boarded up the house. I can keep them out. Right. But who knows? You never know with fashion. In, in a world with Pinterest where, like, I feel like all styles are relevant at all times, right. I feel like you won't be forced to wear wide leg jeans. I have been uh, educated recently that we're post-fashion. Yeah. Oh, that's that, nice. You can just do whatever you want. And if it's your look, it's your look. Mm -hmm. Which may just be an excuse to do whatever you want. Yeah. A sociopath told you this, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually you never know. Uh, okay. But back to... So okay, Sandra, he's uh -oh. getting... Uh, Scarecrow has has got the DVD. He probably definitely owns a DVD player. Yep. He's watching that. Okay, Sandra O is hot getting... Hot glue gun. The hot Because you know what would be thrilling to me if she were handy? Oh, sure. She, she's like, oh, you know, uh, 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 if, if she had like a shed she needed to fix uh, or something, that would really with her thrill hot me glue about gun. her. That's how sheds work. To watch Sandra fix an entire shed using nothing but her hot glue gun. You know how you walk into a shed the and you're thrill. like, mm, something unglued about this. <laughs> And then you fix it. I also can see Sandra using the hot glue gun in kind of a um, hostage situ situation or something. She's like, she doesn't have her weapon. Mm -hmm. She oh. does see the hot glue gun. She's going to save the hostages using nothing but this hot glue gun. Oh, yeah. And she, nobody registers urgency on a face like Sandra Oh, so she would be very right. successful at I that. Can totally, I can see her doing that in, uh, wait, what's the series? Uh, what's Grey's Anatomy? Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Yes. Killing Eve season three coming up. Mm -hmm. She's got the glue gun. I see. <laughs> Lewis, you've na absolutely nailed it with that. Oh, thank you. We're going to move into the final segment here. I said no questions. Very good. People are writing in. They're asking for help uh, to I said no gifts at gmail.com. They have a, they're having trouble giving gifts. We're going to try to help one or two people. And Great. just get them on their way. Let me read this to you. First up, hi, Bridger. My mom's birthday is coming up, but she's been on a Marie Kondo kick trying to clear out the house. What should I get her that won't just add more clutter? That's from Andrew in Miami. Mm -hmm. Andrew's mom is finally throwing some things out, and he's about to bring something else into her life. Well, I feel like the answer is... A box full of containers. Am I wrong? Oh, not a bad idea. Just uh, something that she can... The things that she does want to keep, she's going to put in some Tupperware. Yeah, I right. Minute little things to put other minute little things inside. Right. That's, that is the revelation of Marie Kondo, right? Yeah. Isn't she think... also like the world's greatest scammer of all time? Because she has one tip. 
Oh, and it's and barely. She, and a by tip. the way, she has no time to stay in your house. No, and she the difference she makes in your home is not significant. No, sh- she comes in and she's like, "Do you really like that scarf?" Teehee, and walks out. And um, also, her folding techniques are impossible to replicate. The specifically underwear? The underwear thing is never happening. That The way she folds underwear means she has killed before and will kill Of again. course. If I was going through someone's clothing and found their underwear fold, in, folded in, triangles, in any way. In triangles. Yeah, I would think I, I, you're looking for the exit immediately. Right. And the exit is now locked. Do not treat my briefs like a bandana. No, sweetie. absolutely not. I'm throwing them, I'm piling them in a drawer. That's all they need. Right. No, and you can see all of them just in a drawer. Yes, they don't. They don't need to be origami swans or no, whatever no, she no. chose. Makes for them. no sense, Marie. Um, yeah, I think some sort of a container would be good. I guess I, you know I said Tupperware and immediately thought that's there's probably some sort of environmental pro- problem with that. Let's do a basket. Mm-hmm. Let's do something that will eventually fall apart in the dirt. <laughs> also, there's something decorative about a basket. You, you can't baskets are something that can't become outmoded cuz they're they're such a pleasure to see. Right. It, it adds a little extra something. Or you know, it sounds like she's doing a lot of hard work around the house. Maybe it's something like a massage. Let's yes. let's help mom relax after throwing out all of the Christmas ornaments. I feel like we're we're racing headlong into a future of buying only services for each other. Uh, yes. You and know. I yeah, I think just as a society, none of us is going to own any physical item. Right. And then uh we're going to panic. There's going to be a moment of panic in the near future. You're, you're like, I be... wish I owned something. Right. No, you'll be assigned a color and your whole house will be that and that's <laughs> yeah. all you have. The walls will be that color. Right. And I'm burgundy. Right. Okay, Andrew, problem solved. Mom's going to be thrilled. Moving on, Bridger. My friend gave me a beautiful walk for my birthday and said he can't wait for me to invite him over for a walk dinner. I, uh, okay, but I hate walks and want to return it. Am I obligated to cook the dinner for him as a thank you? Thanks, Darlene in Portland. You know what he could have done? Bought himself a, a, a walk. Or just taken you both out to a Chinese restaurant or right. something. This is, This feels crazy to me. I mean... I mean, there, Darlene, on a lot of levels, you hate walks? <laughs> Who has an opinion, that strong of an opinion on walks? This guy, really, wait, I assume, did, I thought he's, she, did she say he? Uh, am I, yeah, him, yeah. Okay. He couldn't have been more wrong about Darlene. I know. I mean, she obviously has a strong preference about this, and I feel like if you have a strong opinion about walks, everyone knows. Yeah. Maybe this is kind of an in-your-face. Every element of it does feel a little like, Darlene, look what I got you, and look what you're going to be using when I come over to see it after you haven't been able to return it. Is it, in fact, an intervention? Like, they're worried about her anti-walk stance and want to, you know, get her back in the good graces of society. (laughs) Darlene, I think your only choice here is to, I think, use the walk poorly. Yes. Show Mm -hmm. the friend... That's the only revenge you can get here is, of course, you can come over for a walk dinner and I'm going to make some I'm going to undercook the meat. You're probably going to end up sick and it's all your fault. It's very uh, I, I feel like it should be the fatal attraction response, you know, where they boil the bunny or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Of take course. something that me- is meaningful yes. to him and then kill it or cook it in the walk. Right. Um, I mean, both of the people in this situation feel like full maniacs to me and I. <laughs> I almost feel unsafe advising either of you. Um, right, it's a cat and mouse game here. Yeah, I can't it's a tell total who, like the, what team I'm on. Yeah, it's 
it's going to have a thrilling conclusion, I can only imagine, despite this the person being named Darlene. Um, well, I the question is, am I obligated to cook the dinner for him as a thank you? No, but ultimately, in the greater scheme of things, in your relationship with this lunatic, you, you owe it to yourself to make him a horrible dinner. Uh, bring him over, and then throw the walk out. Yeah. Because you're not going to see him again. I assume any food you would want from a walk can be made other ways in a way Darlene likes. So she could also just make it. Yeah. I mean, fried rice, can you make that in a Okay, maybe pan? not. You know what? I don't, I don't cook and I, I, I can't don't believe either. I even brought up fake expertise about the matter. I've seen a wok used, but I can't recommend anything to make in a, a nice stir fry. Uh, Darlene, good luck. I don't know. Lewis... It's been an absolute pleasure. You've you nailed it with the game. We gave both of these people perfect advice. I now have two beautiful games to take to game night. I need you to. Uh, we we need to play taboo. And even though you are not competitive, you will be frightened into enjoying it. Okay, I'm. I that's the only way I enjoy things to be just scared, shaken. Yes, I just my back should be against the wall and I should be terrified. You, I want you to. I want you startled and alert. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for being here. and Thank you for being you. I, I, I just love you to death. I'm so happy you had me on. Uh, well, uh, look him up on Twitter. Look up his Instagram because it, he's the only person correctly using Instagram stories. So oh, every once go. in a while. Yeah. I, you, you get 50 and I truly, when I see 50 Instagram stories, any other person, I'm muting. Yeah. Or you're homicidal or whatever. But you're going to have a wonderful time with Lewis. All right. Well, goodbye. That's the end of the podcast. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 